this is abhishek sangupta and you are listening to abhishek sangupta audio blogs now we are on with our knowledge talk series in this episode of knowledge talks we are presenting another interesting topic and for this we are having with us someone special chris fenning now chris is based in netherlands chris is the author of two books including the multi award winning the first minute a book about clear concise and communication at work chris is a communications advisor on a mission to improve alignment between business and it team he has helped individuals and teams around the world in the organization for startup to fortune 500 and ftse 100 companies he has lived in uk usa and now lives in Netherlands with his wife and daughter as Chris is here with us we are taking a wonderful and interesting topic for discussion business and communications Chris welcome to our show well thank you for having me abhishek it's a pleasure to be here chris i'm going straight to the topic The point number 1 is communication in business. Now business communication is a process of sharing information between people within workplace and outside a company. Now effective business communication is how employees and management interact with to reach the organizational goals. Its purpose is to improve the organizational practice and reduce errors. It is important to work on both your communication skill and communication processes to achieve the effective business communication now strong communication in a company is likely result in higher employee engagement and companies with connected employees in workplace have seen a spike in productivity also what is your opinion on this over to you chris Well, there's a lot that we could talk about in in that uh, in that question. So, let's start with the first couple of statements that you've made about how communication is around sharing information and that's how employees and management interact with each other. And the purpose you mentioned this in in that introduction there is they interact to reach organizational goals. And really that's the key purpose of communication at work. Yes, there is a, a need and a desire to be social and interactive, but when we're at work, the purpose of our work is to achieve the goals of the company. And that's why one of the frameworks I teach to help people be clear and concise starts with defining the goal. What is it that uh, that we are trying to achieve, whether it's me or the company or the team or the and our competitors what are they trying to achieve what is the goal that they're trying to achieve and then the rest of the message will relate back to that goal now when we define the goal up front the people that we're talking to will understand everything else that we say relates to that goal it really gives them um, sort of a, a stake in the ground or a point at which they can then understand most of what else that we say and that's why most of our work communication is about achieving goals so you mentioned the importance of working on communication skills and processes and that's something that's important for organizations and individuals and i i agree it is something we should 
all learn. And the learning of communication skills and processes is not a one-time event. We can't take a single course or go to one seminar and learn communication skills. Um, communication's not one skill. It's actually an event that happens between two or more people to share information. And that event can draw on and use more than a hundred different skills to be successful. There's more than a hundred different skills under the umbrella of communication skills. Plus, you also need the knowledge and experience to know which skill to use in a particular moment. So, for example, if I was hiring somebody in an organization and I wanted them to have good communication skills, that doesn't tell me the actual skills I need for that employee. If that person is going to be delivering a lot of presentations to clients, they need good presentation skills. They might be the best person at de-escalating conflict. That's another communication skill, but it doesn't help when it comes to delivering the presentation. So when we hire for and think about communication skills, we should actually think about communication situations and what are the skill sets that we need to be successful in those situations. And learning all of that takes time and it takes practice. You could spend an entire life learning, focusing on communication skills and still not master them all, which is why we have experts in body language and different experts in tone of voice and vocal variety, because people go really deep into specific areas. So it, I absolutely agree there is an importance in learning communication skills. And one of the best ways to do that is find the situations that you need to communicate in and then learn the skills that will help you be successful in those situations. That will help people narrow in on what to what to focus on. Now, the last comment, because there were quite, quite a few in that intro, the last comment was about employee engagement. And I find that one quite interesting because good communication can help employee engagement. Um, you certainly can't have engaged people if you don't have good communication. But I wouldn't say that communication itself will lead to higher engagement and productivity. And it's going to depend on the content and the context and the style and the delivery of the communication. You could have a manager who is the best communicator ever. They are empathetic. They really can read you well. They adjust their style to match what you need. But if they are a micromanager who's super controlling, you're not going to have good engagement in the workplace. And so the engagement is affected by many things other than communication. So sort of in, in summary for that, it's difficult to have really well-engaged employees without good communication, but it isn't by itself, it doesn't lead to better uh, engagement or better communication. Oh. Wow, Chris, that's really amazing. Now, some of the finest points I got from you, one of the points which I really liked is that uh, you have really said that communication is not one-time process. Now, this is a multi-process thing. It is quite important to give a due importance and weightage to the communication processes as well, but because with change of time, this process is uh, uh, change and as well as processes has to be there in the business in order to 
overcome any communication related issues. It is very very important I must say to uh, not to do everything or micromanage the things uh, by a manager. A manager should not be doing this. This could lead to a lot of gap in communication. This could lead to a lot of errors as well. So it is very very important. This process should be avoided at all costs. Now, I personally feel that a delegation or a well-made process is very, very important for business communication because, you know, the startups spend amazing amount of money, amazing amount of money, I must say, on product development, do a lot of hard work on getting investment, but they literally spend not even a little of the resources on communication processes or, or streamlining the communication in their company or business. So this has led to a lot of uh, ill effect, I must say, a lot of bad effects, I must say, in the business. This is probably one of the reasons why external stakeholders and the internal stakeholders are not in sync. There are communication gaps, there are communication miscommunications, I must say. There are a lot of things which happen. So this is one of the prime reasons for this. Now, nowadays, in the age of social media, a lot of trolls happening. Now, because of this many people have become famous for wrong reason so i must say communication is one of the vital aspects for business and people should not be ignoring this you will never know that you will get trolled in social media and you have become famous out of nowhere for wrong reasons we have seen many celebrities many business houses have faced similar situations so these are very, very good pointers, which we got from you, Chris. Now, this takes me to my next point, the types of business communication. Now, communication is business can be majorly of three types. Upward communication, where any communication that comes from a subordinate to a manager or a higher up, or from another person up in the organizational hierarchy. Now, downward communication is when a managerial communication flows from a superior to subordinate. Now, the lateral communication or the technical communication when internal or when the internal or cross-departmental communication happens between the co-workers. Now, external communication which involves dealing with customers, vendors or anything that impacts your brand. So I must say all three types of communication are very, very important for a business. How do you see this as Chris over to you? Yes. It, what you've described is a whole variety of different communication situations. Communicating up could be the, 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 the very junior employee communicating with a senior person in their team. It could be a senior manager communicating with an executive all of, and everything in between. All of that is upward communication. Lateral communication can be within a team, within or between teams in the same department, or as your last comment was, between teams and vendors or external customers and clients. With all these different situations, we can communicate with the same basic approach. There is not quite a one size fits all, but there are some simple methods and frameworks you can use that work in all of those situations. And it doesn't matter who you're talking to or writing to, 
the person or group that you're talking to needs to know some basic things every time. They need to know the topic that you are communicating about. They need to know why you are communicating with them. Why, why am I talking to you? And a summary of the whole message. Because usually we can't communicate about everything. There's just too much. So we have to be able to summarize. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking to someone uh, at a lower, higher, same level as you in the organization. Whenever you start talking to someone, they need to know what is the topic, why are you talking to them, and a summary of that overall message. And then no matter what the topic is, if you present the information using the following four steps, you will always be understood and be clear. If your message can be relevant, relatable, simple, and jargon-free, that is what every audience wants, whether they are the CEO or the janitor. Everybody needs to know whether, like, why is this message relevant to me? Because if I don't know why it's relevant, I'm not going to care. If the message that you give me isn't relatable, I'm not going to understand it. And that usually means taking something complex or technology-based and comparing it to something every day. So comparing a firewall to a castle wall, comparing um, a network to a village, or um, the, the wiring infrastructure in a building to arteries and veins within a body to move things around. Making comparisons can turn abstract, complex things into something that's simple. So that's making it uh, the second thing, which is uh, relatable. The third thing is simple. If we communicate in a complex way, people are not going to understand. If we communicate in a simple way, people will understand. And there are lots of tools and techniques to turn complex things into simple things. And I can talk about one of those in a moment after I do the fourth point. And if you've made your message relevant, relatable, and simple, it will be jargon-free because you will have taken out most of the expert language that you use special to your job and replaced it with common everyday words and language. And that level of simplification and the removal of the expert language will take most of the jargon out of what we say. Wow, Chris, some of the amazing points we got from you. These four points are really amazing, I must say. Now, Chris, I must say, uh, uh, with your uh, whatever point you have just mentioned, it is uh, quite important. I must say it is very, very relevant that all the types of communications are quite important and indispensable for a business. A business cannot move without an upward communication, a downward communication, lateral communication, or even with a communication with external stakeholders. So it is very, very important. So all the... Uh, all the types of communication must be given a due importance, due weightage, and a proper process should be in place for all kind of communications in the company. A business or a company cannot go on without either of these communications, but every communication has to be in right sync with each other, and that's how the business goes on, that's how the company functions. Now, these all have their own importances, so this is point number one. 
Now, the second point is that you have rightly mentioned that it is very, very important to relate with the communication. That means what one person is saying, other person should understand that. Now, if the person does not understand that, that relative communication or there is something missing in the communication, I must say. Now, if the listener is not understanding, then something somewhere is going wrong. So even if you are communicating some of the wonderful concepts, some of the fantastic concepts, now if the listener is not understanding that, that communication is coming back to a zero or I must say it's coming back to square one. Now, another point which I really liked is the simple being simple or it's a simplicity in the communication so it is very very important to make the communication simple because uh, many of the people including me uh, uh, who like to you know put an element of complexity or uh, now it is it might sound very very intellectual at time but it is very very important that other person to whom such kind of complexity is communicated must understand that i remember one of the quote or one of the saying of albert einstein wherever he has said that you know if i'm not been able to make a concept simple for someone that means i myself have not understood it well so that's the importance of simplicity in communication so some of so some of the amazing points, some of the great points, some of the wonderful points we got from you. Now this takes me to my next point, importance of business communication. A clear and effective business communication is critical for teams, employees, managers and executives. Now without right processes and tools in place, the flow of information will get interrupted and the people will be left in dark this can lead to serious consequences from the company from the unsatisfied employees to the unsatisfied customers and to the lost profits to the loss in business to the lost revenue now could you please let us know more about this over to you chris yes yes Bad communication can have terrible consequences. It can have very small consequences, but it can have really big ones too. And we see this every day when people miss deadlines. Now, missing a deadline might mean, so if I miss a deadline, maybe you have a little bit of extra work to do. That's a small consequence. But a missing a deadline could mean missing the deadline to submit a bid for a major contract and then my company misses out on millions of dollars over the next you know, days weeks months or years the missing deadlines is a can have significant impacts and I, i'm picking on missing deadlines because it's one of the easiest examples to give for where communication breaks down so let's um before i go into the example i just wanted to mention the tools and processes piece in my experience, the flow of information isn't limited by tools and processes. It's limited by the humans that are involved in the process. You can have the best tools and processes in the world. They only work if people use them and people are the ones that cause most of the communication issues, myself included. I'm not a perfect communicator. So problems happen because of people. So let's let's look at an example. Imagine that you are expecting a task to be done. And on the day that you need it, I say, oh, no, sorry, I haven't done it. 
Now, there could be a thousand reasons why I haven't done it. Perhaps I was off sick, or uh, there was another critical task that came to me from my manager, or maybe I was waiting for data from somebody else so I couldn't complete it. All sorts of things stopped me doing the thing that you expected me to do. Now, the problem isn't that I didn't do the work. The problem is that I didn't tell you with enough time for you to do something about it. I waited until you came to me and said, oh, no, I'm sorry, I've not done it. And by doing that, I've created the problem for you because I didn't communicate early that something had changed. I could have given you advanced notice and then maybe you would have had time to work out an alternative. Now, in this example, the problem isn't the tools or the technology or the process. It's the lack of communication between me and you. And I could have had access to the best tools. I could have had access to Slack. I could have had access to carrier pigeons. If that was the thing that worked brilliantly, could have, I could have phoned you, video called, email. But, and there could have also been a formal process in our organization, our company may have a, if you're going to be late, follow these steps. But having a process and having the tools doesn't mean I, as a human, use them because I'm so busy doing the other thing that's taken up my time. If I don't take the steps, the communication breaks down and that's the cause for poor communication. And most of the time, the problem with communication is that either it doesn't happen or that it happens at the wrong time or that the content is wrong. So three things, it doesn't happen, happens at the wrong time, or it has the wrong content. And to help avoid this, there are three things that you, me, your listeners, anyone can do to improve their communication. And the three simple things is communicate often, communicate clearly, and as we talked about a few moments ago, make sure the message is relevant, relatable, simple, and jargon-free. If you communicate often, clearly, and use those four pieces, you're going to avoid many of the problems that are caused by bad communication. Wow, Chris, that's really amazing. I must say I liked all the points which you have just mentioned. One of the very important pointer which I really liked, it's something from my side as well. Your communication must be jargon-free. Now, jargon, I must say, it is a, it's very, very specific to a set of people. Now, this is very, very uh, specific to a race. It's a very, very specific to a specific people, I must say, as close group of people, I must say. And people outside that group or outside that community might not be so well-versed to understand that jargon. For example, there are certain jargons could, uh, which I can use as an Indian, but if I uh, put it in front of you, you might have a difficulty in understanding and vice versa. There are certain jargons which you can understand well, which I'll not be able to understand it that well. So jargon is very, very specific to a community, to a, a specific group of people now if I start using chakras in my communication that you know a specific set of people might find a bit difficult to understand there could be a gap in communication there could be a lack of uh, you know uh, clarity in the communication and it can even lead to a certain kind of mistakes in action based on that communication at times it can even lead to some very very serious consequences as well Absolutely. And, and jargon isn't, isn't tied to one particular job. 
often uh, software developers or technology uh, topics have um, so they're the they're the roles that are labeled with using bad jargon but every expertise has jargon farmers have jargon fishermen have jargon jargon is the language we use to make our work more efficient because i can talk to another person who has the same expertise and we can talk using short short sentences and using words that have a lot of meaning for us anyone who doesn't have that expertise has no idea what they mean or has a different interpretation of what they mean so jargon isn't technology based it's expertise based it's the language of our expertise and whenever we communicate with someone who is not the same type of expert as us we have to drop our expert language and go back into common everyday language wow that's great jargon is a very very big topic a lot of study is required you have rightly mentioned that a specific set of people have their own jargons. Probably farmers have their own jargon. Tech people have their own jargon. I will have my own jargon. So do you. So this might create a gap of communication. At times, it can even lead to a lapsed action or an inappropriate action based on the information or communication provided. Now, now next, I really like uh, what you have said that at times this gap of communication or I must say a lapse in communication can create a lot of disastrous impact. Now, one of the consequences you have already mentioned that it could be uh, leaving the tender, missing the tender, a delay in action, etc, etc. That can really lead to a loss of revenue that can even lead to a loss of customer as well. It can even lead to an competitive edge loss for the business, for the company as well. Now, one of... Now, one such kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, disastrous consequences that happened in our industry, because, you know, I, I can give this as an example, I must say. Now, what has happened is that in uh, during uh, after this pandemic, there are a lot of formalities one has to do in order to travel from one country to other country. So one of the passengers has traveled to Singapore, but while coming back, they have to fill up a form called Air Suvida form, which is a health declaration form, but got missed. So as a result, the passenger has been denied boarding so that was a very very stressful situation at the airport but uh, of course he somehow managed it airline people have come to help him so this has uh, uh, led to a stressful situation but somehow the situation was managed so, so this is one of the example and uh, there could be many many examples which can uh, you know uh, uh, of such kind of disastrous impact in some way or other so ultimately he has to run uh, in order to board the flight so this is one of the disastrous consequences which might happen because of this lack of communication gap in communication or some miscommunication as well so these are the very good pointers which we got from you chris boarding so this leads me to the next point business communication and technology now, the use of technology in business communication has changed the entire perspective. Now, significance of technology in business and the business processes is expanding. The effect of technology in the work environment is tremendous. Today, it will be idiotic to disregard how the technology has changed the business communication. As the companies are becoming global, they want to achieve the best in the global economy they are always looking for better ways to communicate so this is where the technology provides business with faster 
more efficient equipments for every aspect of communication. Could you enlighten us on this? Chris, over to you. Yes, technology and communication. This, uh, this is a fun topic. And I, I believe there are three perspectives on this. And there, there are three schools of thought that I often hear when this topic comes up. The first is that technology improves communication. The second is the opposite. Technology makes communication worse. So we've got two opposite opinions. And the third, which is where I, I sit most of the time, is that communication can be good or bad regardless of the technology that's involved. So technology makes communication better, it makes it worse, and it's irrelevant. And I, I, I subscribe to the, it's more on the irrelevant side. It's not nearly as important as we think. Now, the reason for that is the same thing that I've said in many of the previous topics and answers is that communication isn't dependent on technology. Communication is a situation and one person delivering information to somebody else is what communication is about. It can be done in lots of different ways, but the key to communication is making sure that the intention is clear, the audience understands, and it doesn't matter whether I'm you know, asking someone for a piece of information, trying to sell them something, come up with new ideas, whatever it is, the communication is between the people. Now, none of that is dependent on technology. The actual method of communicating can be pen and paper, phone, email, video, and I can still get my message across. Some are better than others in, in certain situations, but the technology doesn't drive the communication. But let's go back to the three perspectives. So the first perspective is that technology makes communication better. Well, yes, it absolutely has made communication easier and faster. Go back 200 years. If you wanted someone in India wanted to communicate with someone in France, they'd write a letter, put it on a ship that was sail powered. It would take three months to get to France and then three months for a letter to come back, six months to get an answer. Yes, technology now, we can send an email, we can pick up the phone, talk to someone on the other side of the planet. Technology definitely makes communication easier and quicker. Not only that, but I can write one letter and send it to a million people at the same time. Like that's, that's unbelievable from where, you know, even go back a hundred years, you couldn't do that. So technology has really enabled communication doesn't necessarily mean it's better though, which leads us to the second perspective that technology makes communication worse. And the speed and scalable uh, that I just mentioned, the, that ability to communicate with a million people at the same time, means we can get messages anywhere at any time. We can get work emails when we're not at work. Technology enables us to never leave the office. And now in the old days, if you went on vacation, mail would pile up on your desk and you couldn't actually receive it when you were on vacation because you weren't physically in the same place. Now you pick up your phone and there you are, all your mail is there with you. So we can't leave work unless we actively try to. Um, you can always look at your phone. You can always see work emails. 
Now, while there's a flexibility element to that, which is good, work from anywhere, work from the beach, you know, work around other commitments, there is, a, there are problems with that always available technology allowing communication at any time because we're always at work all the time. And that's got some pretty bad mental health um, sort of consequences that come with it. And it can destroy work-life balance and it can be very, um, it can actually be detrimental and be bad for business because people don't get a break and they don't refresh and recharge. So in that case, technology has made communication worse because it's causing workers to be less effective in the long run. Now, in addition, you can tell which one of these three I don't like. I think, <laughs> I think technology makes communication worse because um, not only does it make it fast and easy to communicate, that speed means we take less care with our communication. When you had to write a letter and send it before anyone could reply, you really took care over what you wrote, made sure the meaning was clear, made sure that it was friendly and personal, and you got included the things you had to include because you only get one chance. You can't go, oh, I'll just unsend that letter. You can't, it's gone. And you have to wait for the response. And that kind of, that immediacy, that ability to send something straight away means we just don't care and pay the attention we should to the messages that we send. We also expect responses right now, right away, immediately. When it took you six months to get a, a letter from you know, France to India and back again, what difference would three weeks make one way or another? Like, out of six months, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But when you can send a message in a second, you expect a response in a minute. And we have come to socially and culturally in a lot of places have come to expect immediate gratification, immediate responses. I sent you a text message, why didn't you text me back? And technology has caused that negative change in communication. So those are the, the positive and the negative side. And this is why I prefer the third perspective, that communication can be good or bad, independent of the technology that's used. And that's because the fundamentals of being clear, concise, getting to the point, getting your message across, those fundamentals are the same. It doesn't matter whether you're using a carrier pigeon, a letter, an email, or a video call. You still need to be clear and concise, and whatever technology you're using, those things remain the same. Um, and no matter, the last point is no matter what technology you're using, you should always take care to consider the content, the timing, and the manner in which you're delivering that message. Like I wouldn't insist on a video call at three in the morning with someone, but I might send them a note that they could reply to in the morning or the day after whenever they're available, but I wouldn't intrude on their life with a must answer now video call when they're probably asleep. So timing, content, and method are all really, really important. And once you've got your message, then use the technology you have available. Wow, that great, Chris. All the three points are really amazing. You have rightly pointed out that 100 years back, uh, the, you know, the, the options of the fast communication were very, very limited. I remember, it's not me, I must say, our generation remember uh, what used to happen in our grandfather's time. 
This was not in my lifetime, but I have heard from my grandparents that the only way to communicate faster during their lifetime used to be the telegrams. Now these telegrams were the only option of communicating fast and quick. At that point of time, telegram used to reach in a one or two days or probably three days and that used to be quick during those time. Now, whenever they used to get telegram, I must say it's a bit ironical to say there used to be a lot of anxiety. That's purely because most of the time sad news or bad news used to come uh, through telegram. Now, from there, we have now got WhatsApp. Now, we have got various messaging services, etc., etc. And wherein the, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the message can reach the other person uh, within a fraction of second, probably. Now, another, now, another example could be this Zoom uh, using which we are communicating and we are uh, continuing this discussion, probably sitting thousands of miles away from each other. I'm sitting in India and you are uh, in Netherlands. So, probably thousands of miles away from each other and, and we are going going on with this wonderful discussion can i can i make a comment on uh, on the example you gave about grandparents and telegram that, like telegrams were really fast except you still had to walk to somewhere that had a telegram like the telegraph office and then somebody would handwrite your message and then they would tap it out often in morse code to somebody at the other end who would then handwrite the message so it's written twice and it was then given to someone else who would get on a horse and deliver it to the village or somewhere that had it. The process involved so many different things. Even though there was you know, a, a cable or multiple cables joining those two together, you still had pen and paper at both ends and feet and horses to finish the delivery of the message at, at each end. Though fast then still was really slow compared to what we, what we think now. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a bit off bit, uh, you know, little going away from the discussion uh, which we are having right now. One of the first, one of the first telegram which went out from Asia uh, to London at that point of time, uh, it went out from the city where I am sitting right now. That's in Kolkata, the eastern part of India, and that uh, that 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 building is called Telephone House, and it's also known as Telephone Vavan at this point of time. Whereas from where the first telegram, the first telegram uh, went on, uh, one of the first telegram I must say, which went on and uh, it went on and it came back. So. Uh, that's that's some historical perspective uh, but you know the building still exists but it is now used for some other purpose but over here horse don't used to be there for this purpose horses uh, you know. Uh, over here, uh, the postman, Imers, or the mail runners used to, uh, you know, uh, use bicycles. And using the bicycles, they used to go to the, uh, you know, houses for which the message used to be. They used to knock the door. They used to hand the over, and all this. So the things have changed. The technologies have changed. The time has changed. Now, even the technologies are changing. Now, WhatsApp and messaging apps are really taking a leap nowadays. So a lot of businesses are getting closed on WhatsApp communication. Lots of, you know, uh, communications are happening on WhatsApp. So these are the, some real, real uh, things which have developed and which really facilitate a better communication, a better business communication, I must say. 
Now, another options can be the direct messengers because many of time I receive a lot of direct message. You know, uh, the people sitting thousands of miles away from me uh, used to write to me, you know, in business, I'm facing these and these challenges. Can you help me out? So I always say that you please DM me that it's a, send me a direct message either in Twitter or in uh, Instagram and let me go through your problem. And that's how we get connected. And, you know, a lot of communication happen, etc, etc. So the technology is again a bone and again it's bad because there is no cutoff time uh, in, 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 the, in the present world with the technology in place. So we are always there, uh, you know, on technology. So we are always there available because of the technology, because at times, you know, we keep on getting messages at three o'clock in the morning. Of course, uh, at times we feel, uh, you know, uh, uh, totally incapable of resisting that urge to check the message or check the mails. So uh, there is always a temptation to see what's there in the message. So it's again a psychological factor which plays. So that is again hampering. So again, it's good, bad, both. So these are the very, very interesting factors which we have just discussed. This takes me to the last point, the challenges in business communication. The ability of a business to communicate is crucial to its success from effectively communicating policies to the staff to reaching out a client and a customer communication is a huge factor in business operations now at the same time there are challenges inherited to the business communication now these challenges act as a hindrance in business processes could you let us know more about this and the ways to deal with it over to you Oh, that's a huge topic and an absolutely huge topic. Um, a lot of what we've talked about already touches on this. So the challenges are around who do you communicate to? When do you do it? What should be in the message? And that's a, it's a fairly generic answer. So to help me be more specific, can you give me a specific business challenge that you'd, you'd like me to dig into? Okay. Uh, Chris, I feel let's make it a bit generic because a bit generic people will be able to grab the things because if I give you a business challenge, probably that will be related to the travel world or probably to the uh, e-retail world where, where I am associated with. So many of the people who are not there uh, from the industry might not be able to relate with this. So what I suggest, I think let's make it generic. I think the generic issues which people face and the ways we can overcome that. I think that uh, uh, will make, uh, you know, uh, make it a bit uh, understandable for most of the lot. Over to you. Okay, so um, again, it's those those pieces that, that I just mentioned. The challenges are delivering the wrong message to the wrong person at the wrong time. And it could be a person or people. And that could be a CEO delivering the wrong, using the wrong words in a quarterly update to shareholders and one or two incorrect words can make the difference in the share price going up or going down because they misspeak. So in that, that situation, the importance of individual words is, is a challenge and is crucial. In other situations day to day, we used an example earlier of the timing of communication. I was going to do a piece of work for you and I didn't do it. I could have let you know a day before, two days before, a week before, and that would have been better communication than waiting for you to come and ask me. So the, the challenges that we face come down to being human, being human 
and having our own needs and having other things that are pulling on our time so we forget to communicate or we communicate too late and then the other part of the being human and communicating is what i say and what i mean isn't necessarily what you hear and understand and we talked about this earlier with jargon i can be talking in a way that it makes complete sense to me using my expert language but if you don't share that expert language then a lot of what i say will have a different meaning or have no meaning for you and that's i think of all the challenges the the timing is the first one people should communicate earlier than than we normally do and the second is using the words and the descriptions that other people will understand not using the things that we rely on every day but really thinking about what does the other person not know about my job and therefore i need to communicate in a way that they will understand because they don't know my job so i think those those most most many challenges in in the workplace inside an organization and with companies outside many challenges can be avoided if people communicate more often earlier and using language that is relevant relatable simple and jargon free Wow, that's amazing, Chris. I think one thing which I have really taken a note is that, you know, a wrong word at a wrong time. I have uh, we have all seen that, you know, many of the companies are really falling into trouble because of this, you know, right, uh, wrong word at a wrong time. This might not be intentional as well, but, you know, a slip of a little word or probably using a wrong, a wrong word or I must say this a flip of word can have a really, really very, very tough time. It can give a real tough time to the businesses, to the investors even the stock market can grow haywire the stocks can fall etc etc so this is very very sensitive i must say you know the uh, people should be very very careful with what they use because we have seen many a times you know even a wrong word uh, or i must just a slip of tongue by a senior executive can you know call for a disaster in the company it could be you know investors reacting in a different way it could be stock market reacting in a different way it could be a lot of things consequences many a time revolt breaks out uh, because of any wrong word used by any of the senior representative or any of the cxo level person so it's a very very sensitive matter the communication is a very very sensitive matter i must say now now we really do not know uh, what kind of reaction the person who is at the receiving end will have after hearing what you communicate so it is very very important for all of us to select the word in a proper way in a right way and place it in a right way at the right time now another point which i really liked is that uh, you know uh, your communication should be jargon free because once again uh, you know jargon could make purpose for a specific set of people but for other set of people it might be a bit difficult to understand understand many a times it creates a lot of communication it leads to a lot of miscommunication a lot of gap in communication many a times such kind of things are very very disastrous and have got very dreadful impact so if i hear a jack run in spanish it will be very very difficult for me to understand that at the same time, I am a non-tech person, so any jargon or uh, any tech-based jargon can be a very, very difficult thing for me to understand. So jargon is, uh, could be taken as a barrier in communication or making the communication go difficult at times. Now, these are very, very uh, sensitive 
uh, aspects of communication one should be very very careful and i always say that you know uh, uh, i always say that you must be doing some kind of refresher course for uh, you know uh, for, uh, in order to brush up the communication skill this is very very important so it is very very important to uh, uh, to uh, brush up the uh, the communication skill because you know we 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 all communicate with various stakeholders internal stakeholder external stakeholder to bankers to investor to politician to administrative people to government people everyone so even if one percent of the communication goes wrong that can have a very very disastrous consequences now one person mistake can lead to 100% of the consequences so this is very very important apart from that even a, a wrong communication can even lead to wars a war can broke out if the communication is wrong so that is the reason while uh, a discussion the diplomats are very very specific and very very careful about their words they know what to speak when to speak how to speak and you know this is this is how they are trained and these are uh, situations are very very sensitive so very very good pointers which we got from you chris now this brings us to the end of our show chris would you like to give any closing remarks for us over to you yes i think to to sum it up for anyone who is listening and wondering well where do i start where how do i how do i improve my communication skills i'd start but by reminding you that communication isn't a single skill it's a situation it's an event it's the passing of information and meaning from one person to another person. And these are the situations that you need to choose which communication skills to use. So communication isn't one skill, it's many, and each situation requires different skills. So look at the work that you do and identify the most common and most important communication situations that you face and then learn the skills that will help you achieve the best outcomes in those situations. It's never too early or too late to learn these skills, and there's no point at which you should stop learning. So look at the work that you do, find the most common, the most important communication situations, and then find the skills that will help you achieve the best outcome in those situations. If you do that, your communication skills will improve and you'll have much better outcomes. Wow, Chris, that's a great message. I really liked your phrase that it's never too early or too late to learn something new. So, uh, you know, skill should always be learned and uh, skill should always be brushed as well. So this is very, very important. And this also improves one's personality in long run. Even an 80 year person can improve his or her own skill and can also learn a new skill. So we have got a very, very good discussion with Chris. It was a wonderful session. Now, if you would like to connect with Chris, I'll give the his uh, connect details in the description of this episode. I request everyone, I request everyone to please follow him on Twitter. Uh, some of the amazing tweets I got uh, from him in Twitter, and that's how we got connected and we are recording this session. Now, to my Apple Podcast listeners, I request for a review. I want an honest review how my podcast is helping you and enhancing your life. If you have any question, please write in the comment section or you can ping me in my social media handle. 
I'll be back with many such episodes. Till then, stay tuned, stay connected, have a great day. And thank you so much, Chris, once again for being a part of the show.